My Wax Museum is a proud member of the Create Vine. Hey, before we get into today's show, I just wanted to pop in and mention that My Wax Museum is part of a whole network of shows produced at Mecco Radio. The network includes shows like She Has a Name Too, Broken Bulbs, The Old Goal of Truth, and more. We've got some incredible projects happening now, starting now, and upcoming. So tune in for those. We'll be talking about those more in the future as they come out. But for now, if you want to check out the other shows, you can do so at mechoradio.com. That's it. Just mechoradio.com. Go to mechoradio.com. That's Echo with an M in front of it. M-E-C-H-O radio.com. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of My Wax Museum. I'm your host, Alex Williams, and today I am joined by Raul Rana. Now, Raul is the second person named Raul I've had on the podcast, and in such close proximity to each other, too. In this conversation, Raul and I talk about his love for deep tech, New Jersey, and making an impact on the world. I'm excited to share it with you, and remember, after today's show, to make five minutes to listen intently to the people around you. Raul Rana, welcome to My Wax Museum. Thank you for having me. And I, I realized as I as I was saying it, it's Rana, not Rana, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's okay, okay yeah. Okay, yeah. And because we talked about this last time when I had you on Broken <laughs> Bulbs, I like asked you how to say your name and then I repeated it back but I said Rana and you're like no no Rana and I'm like oh sorry it's my Canadian accent (laughs) that's getting in the way of me getting this right (laughs) that said I like to start off every single interview with how we know each other do you want to give the background the story of how we met we, we, you know, we met on, on the, on, on the Broken Bulls podcast. Um, we met through uh, a mutual friend of ours. Um, I think he was a guest. I, I think he was a guest on your podcast, if I'm not mistaken. And um, I, I actually was on his podcast. And then he told me to um, reach out to you and then he'll send an intro to uh, between you and me because, uh, um, you know, he just thought it would make for an awesome conversation. So, you know, reached out to you. And here we are. Yeah. 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 That was Sam Kamani. And he is an awesome, awesome guy, really smart Indian living in uh, New Zealand, has a, has his family there, he works there, and yeah, just fantastic guy, and so I was really glad he, he thought to get us in touch, because you were a great guest on Broken Bulbs, and now you're on My Wax Museum, I enjoyed our conversation, and I kind of wanted to hear more about your story, so getting into your story, where are you from originally? Yeah, so my entire life I've lived in New Jersey, uh, like since birth. I go to college here, like it, it's all things New Jersey. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, I've never been to New Jersey. So if you were working for the Tourism Board of New Jersey and you're trying to get me to come visit New Jersey, what what would you tell me about New Jersey? What are the best things? I think the best thing about New Jersey is there's two things. First, <clears throat> Um. Yeah. All right. So, so all right, I'll I'll give like the again tangible and intangible, right? So it's so the tangible things, right? Um, there, there, the, every in New Jersey, like within New Jersey, you have literally, you know, every sort of you know climate, every sort of you know sort of geography, right? Like what I mean is like all right, like you have so much suburban and you have a lot of urban, right? And you have some rural, right? You have 
really, really um, hot areas. You have really, really cold areas, right? Like you have mountainous areas, you have lakes, you got, you know, rivers and you got, you know, farms and, and flatlands and whatever you want to call it. So there's literally something for everyone in terms of, you know, the geography that they, they like, as well as, you know, like city versus, you know, suburban versus uh, rural and whatnot. And again, there's, there's beaches and there's, you know, there's forests and whatever you want to call it. There's just, there's literally just like everything across the entire state. And I, I, I don't know. I just like really, really like that. How, um, you know, there, there is, there literally is something for everyone. Um, but then the second thing, the, the intangible thing is definitely the culture. Um, if you've ever, I, I mean, I know a lot of people have stereotypes of New Jersey, like people and, and those they're, they're relatively true, right? People in New Jersey are, you know, proud to be from New Jersey. Like they're, they're, they're gritty. They're sort of, um, you know, actually, actually I read this one thing a, a, a while ago. Um, it said that, you know, people on the, on the East coast are, um, not nice, but they're kind. And people on the West coast are nice, but they're not kind. And, and I thought the perfectly sort of encapsulates New Jersey, like people here are not nice, but they're very, very kind. Like they'll, they'll help you, they'll help you out, but they'll do it. so in a, in a, in a like, you know, um, just like, you know, like a straight face and whatever. Right. Not, not, not the most like welcoming people, right. Like we're, you know, very like gritty, like we're, we're ready, you know, like fast paced sort of, you know, we know what we want and we're going to get it. But at the, at the same time, like we're kind people. And, and, and I, I just think that's, it's like really, really funny. Right. Um, as opposed to, you know, like the West coast, for example, and I've experienced this actually, like people are very nice, but deep down inside, they're not necessarily kind, right. They're very like surface level. I don't know if that's fighting words, but nonetheless, I, I definitely think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that is so interesting. I've never been to the East coast, so I can't say I've ever been surrounded by people on the East coast. I've been to the West coast and I feel like your assessment's not necessarily wrong, but I don't know. I like... I do like the West. No, I do like the West because I'm just, I'm just joking. But yeah, yeah, like, like yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind of the the stereotype, the same. Yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> and I, I always find this idea interesting. A lot of people that I've interviewed for the podcast have talked about where they're from as oh, the people are so nice there, and it kind of makes me think: Are people just nice everywhere? You know. <laughs> people must just be great this is awesome so i'm i'm curious how that how that culture and and lifestyle had kind of brought you up into the the person you are today would you say that you are kind but not nice no i would say i i i strive to be nice and both, <laughs> both nice and kind um it's just, <laughs> it's funny because like a lot of people they the way they think of new jersey is like through the the one reality show, the, the Jersey Shore. Um, I I'm, I don't watch that, but again, like a lot of people have their stereotypes from um, that. You know, of Jersey being you know this sort of um, this like flashy sort of um, you know gritty type um, you know group of people and whatever you want to call it. Um, I do think to some it's some extent it's true, but not really in in for the most part. Um, but but yeah, I I do think I'm like. It, it sort of, you know, influenced me and everything, right? The the area I grew up in because, um, again, and people, again, they're they're gritty in different contexts, right? Like what I mean, what I mean by gritty, right? Like they they're like, not like like hustlers, but rather like they again, like they know what they want and they're going to get it, sort of mindset. And um, again, the, the the part of New Jersey that I really grew up in, in terms of grittiness and in terms of you know, um, that that culture is just this really academically oriented part of it. Um, so, so I like a lot of the, like, the towns around me and, and, and there's like specific subsets of New Jersey that are like this. They're very, very academically oriented. Like 
lots and lots of you know successful people in terms of um, you know going to you know big colleges and whatever and you know um, going going to you know uh, you know prestigious you know full time jobs or whatever you want to call it. Um, and there's a lot of Wall Street influence uh, where I live in New Jersey. Um, so uh, so you know this just goes to show like a lot of people are just like you know grinding in terms of you know getting into you know. Uh, you know, doing, doing, you know, well for college and also, you know, getting like a solid job and whatnot. Um, it's just, you know, the, I feel like it's like a norm around New Jersey where I live in. Um, but again, it, it varies by where, where you are in New Jersey. But yeah. Right. Of course. I mean, everybody's different. Everybody got their own different wants and needs. And so I'm, I'm curious because you grew up with your dad working at Bell Labs, like you mentioned in our quick questions. And so you grew up in kind of this, this techie, kind of world think about these things right and i'm curious what that impact had on you like would you say that that kind of caused you to become one of those grind like work hard go out and get what you want kind of people yeah i would say 100 percent. yeah like you know obviously that that culture was prevalent across all you know across like the environment i grew up in but in the context like what the context that i chose it was you know to be in you know science and technology and whatnot um uh, yeah, no, like, I, again, like, New Jersey has this really, really cool history that's not necessarily, you know, widely known as opposed to maybe like, you know, California or New York or whatever. But, um, again, like, like, in terms of science and tech and everything, like, New Jersey has like a really, really, you know, solid history, right? Ever since, um, you know, Thomas Edison and whatnot until, you know, Bell Labs and, you know, whatever it may be. And, you know, we have a lot of institutions, they just, you know, kind of go, like, you know, slightly unnoticed for the most part. But, again, like, yeah, like, um, just in like I had this sort of you know this greediness to sort of hustle in regards to you know science and tech because of my dad. Interesting. So, growing up, what would you say is the the coolest thing that influenced you in that way that got you interested in science and tech? Yeah, of course. So it would definitely be going to um, my dad's labs. All the, all the you know the the you know the the labs that are you know part of. Bell Labs or now now it's like Nokia Bell Labs, but nonetheless, um, uh, it would definitely go and go into all these places, right? Seeing all the you know the Nobel Prize winners, right? Their bronze plaques, right? Seeing the museums that they have and and all the inventions and all the innovations that they have, and and I, I just love seeing like the timeline and how like they've literally changed the face of humanity. To be honest, or Bell Labs really, really, again, like people that came out of it and the inventions and everything, like it it changed the course of humanity. And you know, I, I just like seeing you know all the timelines of like you know when everything was you know invented and made and whatnot and all these breakthroughs and stuff and again that was just i was just super obsessed with that early on i guess it'd be interesting to hear your perspective on this as somebody who's interested in science and tech and these moonshots and these breakthroughs what do you think is the biggest most important breakthrough that you've seen happen in your lifetime all right the most important breakthrough in my lifetime all right so that's since 2001 um i would say Okay, in the in the in the moment, I would say mass communication, and what I mean by that is, you know, the advent of you know phones that fit in your pocket, right? Like the advent of social media, um, and and all the things that come from these these means of communication. Um, I think you know, in terms of right, in terms of you know economics and whatever, like like just like pure globalization, right? Connecting everyone, it's amazing, right? All all the good stuff that comes out of that, but also just like you know simply just connecting people from all across the world, right? These sort of the information exchange and whatnot. I just think that's probably the biggest thing that happened this within my lifetime, at least. Very cool. Yeah, I think 
the impact of that has been huge being able to just communicate with all these people instantly no you know like no questions asked it's just there in your pocket so kind of moving into the now then what is it that you as Raul are doing to i guess to kind of follow in in this history that you've watched and that you're interested in what are the things that you're working on to to make an impact and to make changes yeah of course so obviously you know i'm i'm a freshly published author i just published last month so you know i'm i'm really trying to bring this book to you know do something really good with this book i really do want to inspire people um again to make moonshot companies and you know whatever it may be just like to pursue their human potential and whatnot um but you know that all things considered, like like how I'm gonna actually do that, I'm still figuring that out. Um, I would say I do want to be, you know, in the venture capital and startup, you know, world professionally, and I'm I'm trying to do work in in regards to that. Um, I'm trying to work on some some pretty you know bold projects. Um, that all are early stages, but nonetheless, like um, I, I really again, my life's goal is to make more moonshot companies, and right now, what I'm working on right now will fulfill that goal. So, so yeah. That is really cool. And is the big thing for you trying to inspire people? Do you have one of these moonshots of your own in mind that you'd like to work on? Um, it's both. So again, I want to you know create this 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 you know this culture or whatever, um, and and you know inspire people. But also like for me personally, like I want to be in a position where I'm not only you know building multiple moonshot companies, but also investing in them, right? Supporting a lot of others. Again, at the end of the day, my 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 thought process is just like why solve one problem when you could solve multiple ones, right? It's super simple, but like, again, there's so many things to, to work on, so many things to solve. I don't want to be, you know, just like focused on one thing, to be honest. Like, I just want to do as much as I can. So um, I just want to be in a position, right, in a job um, or in an organization where I could, again, build, invest in, and support. So, so yeah. Interesting. So I, I'm, I'm curious where this mindset comes from for you because I... I think I'm the same way. I like seeing these big problems solved. I like big ideas and creativity and all of that stuff. And I think there are a lot of people listening who do. But there are also people who, frankly, I admire who think, I just want to live my life, man. I want to go to work, have a good job, put food on the table. That's my priority. And I really admire those people. Um, But why, like... Obviously, you've had this experience seeing all this tech and and going to your dad's lab and everything like that. But what do you think it is inside of you that drives you to be interested in these moonshots? Like at the end of the day, at the very base level, what do you think it is that pushes you to be this person? I think it's because I was, you know, again, I was personally inspired by all these, you know, the the people. I want Maybe yeah, I feel like everyone has like slightly like in like a sense of ego to what they do, but for the most part, you know, I I see all these these sort of these moonshot companies, right? These these founders, right? These scientists, these educators, right? Professors and teachers and schools and whatnot, right? Doctors and 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 you know nurses and healthcare workers and you know policemen and firemen and, and all these people that are really just again they're the reason why like everyone is here, why we have this country and, and, you know, why like, you know, just everything is the way it is. Like right, all, all these, you know, these, these very like foundational people, right. To, to all of society and whatnot. I want, I just want to be in a position where I could, you know, make their lives easier. Right. It, 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 it's, it's sort of like, you know, 
the people who are actually, you know, making, you know, doing big things and, you know, making changes and whatnot. Like, again, I just want to, you know, see more of those people. Right. But also like, I, I, I also want to be like one of them as well. Right. I, I just want to be, you know, regarded as someone who actually, you know, did some good in the world at the end of the day. Um, you know, I want to sort of, you know, leave this legacy of, you know, inspiring people. Right. Like as, as egotistical as it sounds, like I just want to be this, this heroic figure, to be honest. And, and not in like the, you know, greek mythology sense where you know people are going to write stories and whatever about me but like what i mean is just like you know i just want to be this, this role model for people to you know again to to, to get out of their comfort zone right to to, to maximize their the human potential right to, to to do all these things that you know make them happy and whatnot because at the end that, that's all we could ask for of people right so you know if, if i could be one person to sort of you know lead people in the right direction to you know to become happy right to to make that impact that they want to do like that I know my life's goal is complete. So, yeah. Hey, future Alex here just popping in to say, I agree. Now, I also wanted to mention that here at Mecco Radio, we have other podcasts we produce, including things like She Has a Name Too, The Old Goal of Truth, and Broken Bulbs, all of which are having interesting conversations about who we are and how we can grow. I really love that. And of course, you can check those out by going to mechoradio.com. Remember, mecho is spelled echo with an M in front of it. Radio.com to check out all of the cool projects we've got going on. Now, back to the show. Is there anybody who you hold up as a personal role model who's led you in the right direction? Yeah. Um, I would say definitely my piano teacher is one of them. He was a really, really early influence on me because, um, he, all right, so like for, 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 for him, right. He, he grew up in, I think Russia, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and if, 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 again, if I'm not mistaken, right. Like music isn't, isn't, I mean, for, for most people, I, could, I think it's safe, safe to say for, for most people, like music isn't a career path for for, you know, most people wouldn't consider it to be a, a tangible career path, right? Um, again, and it, it's for good reason, right? Not everyone succeeds as a musician. You're probably not going to make the money that you would make in other sort of jobs and whatever, and the lifestyle that you could have, right? Right, the starving artist, right? The starving musician that, you know, everyone sort of stereotypically talks about. Despite all that, he, he was just that much incredibly passionate about piano. And again, despite, you know, he, despite all the, he was, in, he's incredibly smart. He's a PhD guy and everything. Um, but you know, despite all the things that he had, like he pursued piano and he did so amazingly. I mean, like he, he performs in symphonies all across the world, right? He's teaching so many students. He, he has, he runs a competition, an international competition. Um, you know, it's just, he's, he's doing amazing things, right? He, he has a, you know, really, really cool, um, you know, business and whatnot, but nonetheless, like he, he's just, he was like the first person probably in my life to actually teach me that, like, you know, pursuing your passions is it's just that much more important than, you know, making money, right. Or, 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 you know, the sacrifice and you're taking risks and everything for something that makes you happy. Like that's probably the most successful thing you could do. And, you know, it, I, I definitely think it's so cliche by, Oh yeah, everyone's saying, Oh, you know, pursue your passions, whatever, whatever. But like, it's one thing to say that, but it's another thing to actually see someone again, make major sacrifices, right. Take a lesser, you know, paycheck, right. Leave their, their, their home country in pursuit of, you know, he, like he, he went to school in a completely different country than he, his family was and everything, right? Like to make all these sacrifices and actually do something that, that you know, changes the world, right? 
change you know does, does some good in the world or whatever i that that's honestly that was probably like the, the biggest sort of you know role model early on in my life i think that's awesome and i really appreciate that you didn't pick you know like hercules or you know some super huge figure you picked somebody who was important to you and who who was able to personally make that impact for you i mean that's what this podcast is all about is listening intently to the people around us right i happen to know you and so you know you were invited onto the podcast and so i'm looking looking forward then at the impact that you would like to have at the changes that you would like to make what do you think is the single biggest issue that you hope to see solved or solve yourself in your life i want to make science cool <laughs> I, I like I, I literally like i want to make science cool i want to make technology cool right like i i want people to you know again i keep saying this right you know solve all these big problems like moonshot companies whatever, whatever but at the end of the day i just like what we have to do to do that right to, to again to, to start this, this you know this golden age of deep tech or you have to you know progress you know in terms of science and technology and, you know, humanity itself, whatever you want to call it, it we, ju we just have to make science cool. And there's so many, you know, there's so many different aspects of doing that, right? Obviously, you know, there's the financial aspect, right? We need proper incentives. We need proper, you know, we need a better culture around, you know, science and whatnot, and then science and tech and whatever. But there's, the, I think at the core of it, and I think one thing that could solve literally every problem in existence is just we have to make, Again, the people who are solving all these problems, they're scientists and technologists, right? At the end of the day, like if we can make that cool, get more people in that, um, you know, get more people, you know, well-rounded in terms of that and also, you know, liberal arts or humanities and whatnot to make all these, you know, well-rounded people. Like, I think that's going to be the biggest thing ever. I like that. I think, you know, being able to be part of the group that inspires the the people who who make those changes is is huge to make science cool to make it interesting and engaging for people because i think too many people look at those things and say oh that's boring you know oh the math you know the equations i'm not interested in that and i think there there's you and then this whole community of edutainers right you get a lot of youtubers who make these things interesting and engaging and so i think that is a fantastic problem to solve yeah i mean yeah like like i i can give you the per most perfect example it's just you know the la i maybe there's there's other instances but i think like the the most the, the biggest sort of example of that is in the 60s right when the apollo missions were happening i mean jfk like he made science cool he made going to the moon cool right he mobilized the entire general public that was the key right again government scientists everyone was on board already but the key was getting the public involved right and and again all the politics that, that came with that and you know whatever it may be um <clears throat> it's just like you know when when we made you know when we had this widespread aspirational goal um of, of going to the moon and got everyone on board or as, as many people as on board as it you know especially the general public we went to the moon right and we haven't done that what in 60 what 70 years by now it's been a while, right? So, okay, so again, like it just goes to show, like the last time we did something, you know, when we made science cool, quote unquote, was we went to the moon. So it's just again, it just goes to show, like if we could do that again, think of all the you know metaphorical moonshots that we can create, right? Hence my book. So <laughs> it's it's all connected, all all my ideas. So, so yeah, 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 I love it, and yeah, I'm, I mean, I think it's so fascinating 
that that you you had this interest enough to to write a book about it at 19 and put this effort in and create this thing uh, and and I'll have time at the end of the show for you to plug making moonshots and where everybody can find it and stuff in the meantime I want to hear what your future looks like you've mentioned that you're in school uh, a couple times here what is it that you're studying and where do you hope it takes you yeah um, so I'm currently studying finance and astrophysics and um, where I'm hoping it takes me is basically, you know, to be in this position where I could combine or, or, or you know, sort of connect the, you know, the commercial world, right, the business world, right, finance, all this capital with the science world, right, with, with you know, STEM and, and, you know, science and technology and research, you know, you know, get people to write funding, right, improve this sort of incentive structure that we have, right, improve the culture and everything. I want to, I don't know, like, I, I, I honestly, I, I want to make the next Bell Labs, for example, right? Like the next, you know, groundbreaking research park. Um, You know, I want to make all these companies, I don't know, make like a moonshot sort of, you know, incubator or whatever you want to call it, right? Like there's just so many different paths that I could create. But at the end of the day, it's just, I want to be in a position, again, like I said before, where I could build, invest in and support others making moonshot companies, right? The companies that really, again, progress science, technology and humanity itself. So, so yeah. Hmm. Okay. What kind of, what kind of, specific progressions do you hope to be able to invest in what kind of things are you looking at in your mind that you think will make a big impact yeah again there's a few go-to answers but there's a lot of them as well but again climate change i think that's you know one of the biggest sort of things um you know going to space and all the space infrastructure that that's sort of the final frontier um longevity science i think is very important right aging is just this disease that affects 100% 100% of people, right? Like we, if we could, you know, reverse that, if we could, you know, extend lifespans, like that would be just so amazing. Um, you know, as, as well as, you know, things on like the back end, right? You know, things like, you know, more ethical AI, right? Things like more ethical, you know, machine learning and whatnot, or, or you know, drug discovery, right? Or, or you know, all things biotech and whatever, all these, all these things, um, you know, robotics and everything. Um, food, right? Food scarcity, yes, food scarcity is a huge issue, right? If we could, you know, make much more, you know, sustainable foods and whatnot. Um, and, you know, again, like I've seen a lot of, you know, alternative meat companies, right? You know, plant-based meat, plant-based meat or, you know, cell-grown meats, like all these things, like those are actually going to be so impactful for, you know, all of humanity, right? So, so, you know, food scarcity, right? Even, you know, construction tech, right? Actually, this is actually, I think it's worth mentioning this. You know, I, I talk about a, lot, a lot about, you know, frontier tech, right? Advanced tech, right? Emerging tech, all these, you know, buzzwords, whatever you want to call it. At the same time, what's also super, super important is reinventing the infrastructure that we already have, right? Things that are maybe not so sexy at the, at the, at the end of the day, right? You know, things like, I don't know, like, um, uh, you know, in, insurance or healthcare or, you know, things like, you know, things that are just like, you know, boring at the end of the day, right? Like, you know, the like our you know, public transit, things like that, right? Like, again, like maybe they're, they're heavily politicized. Maybe they're just so entrenched in, you know, in, 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 in our culture and it's hard to change them, whatever it is, just there's so much value to be made. Um, and a lot of value creation in terms of, you know, reinvent, um, one, one guy I really look up to, he calls it reinventing societal infrastructure. I think that's just as important as, you know, progress at the frontiers, right? And all these, again, emerging frontier science and technology. So, um, so yeah, so, like, I got to go to focus on both of them. I think that's really cool is is this focus on trying to fix the old things too, not just making these new cool things. I think there are definitely some outdated systems 
<laughs> that that we keep around because it's you know, it's always been that way. Of course, of course, we're gonna we're gonna leave it the same. That is really interesting. So as we get into the very tail end of this interview, uh, maybe speak a little bit to your book, Making Moonshots, and let everybody know where it is that they can find it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Awesome. So Making Moonshots is a deep dive into the philosophies, mindsets, strategies, and ecosystems that are really conducive to building moonshot companies, right? Moonshot company is any company or startup that takes you know, a deep science or deep technology they use it in a radical solution and they solve a really big problem in the world, right? It's three parts sort of spectrum. Um, so, you know, I, I profile a lot of the founders that make them, right? Again, people like Elon Musk, but I'll tell you one thing, like there's so many other better examples than Elon Musk, right? He's, he's just, everyone knows him because he has a media presence, right? But there's a lot of founders just like him, right? Really, really bold, ambitious founders. They're really doing good in the world. Um, and that are, you know, are really way more ethical than he is. Um, but that's, that's a whole conversation. Um, but, you know, I profile a lot of these people, um, you know, tell them how their their journeys how they got started right the similarities between all these things and how any regular person right even if you don't have a phd or master's or whatever how you can get started on a moonshot right so so yeah um you know um where where you can find it right amazon right barnes and nobles um, i'm active on twitter and linkedin my dms are always open for anyone who wants to reach out like i will out of the goodness of my heart i just want to help as many people as possible in terms of you know making these companies right if they want to you know, get connected with the right people or you know, get the right resource to start a company, whatever it is, just like, feel free to reach out. Like I'm always here to help again, like free charges, just absolutely out of the goodness of my heart. Cause I genuinely want to see that happen. Um, and yeah, and yeah, at, at, at the end of the day, like, um, yeah, Twitter, LinkedIn, Barnes and Nobles, Amazon. <laughs> That's awesome. That is great. I'm going to have links for that in the show notes. And now comes my final question. This is the question I ask every single guest at the end of the interview, and that is, at the end of your life, when you're looking back, hopefully you've accomplished some of this longevity stuff. I'd love to see that happen, and you're 150 years old looking back on everything you've accomplished, everything you've done and seen, and the people you've known. What are the things that you're most proud of and satisfied with? Um you know, I say all these grandiose things and these, these, these big visions and whatnot that I, that I really would do want to pursue. But at the end of the day, like looking back on everything, I just want to be surrounded with people that, you know, that make me happy and that I, I've made happy. Right. I, I just want to be surrounded by, you know, loved ones and everything. Right. I, I, again, like I, I, I know, like I, I've said all these, you know, these, yeah, again, these big, bold, whatever things, but I, you know, that is my life's goal. Yes. To make multiple moonshot companies and to inspire a whole movement of them. But personally like it's honestly just to be surrounded by people who i love and then uh, i know it's, it's kind of simple but but yeah i love that i really appreciate that and i appreciate you coming on my wax museum and telling me a bit about your life awesome thank you so much for having me and thank you for listening not just to this show which we certainly do appreciate but more to the people around you the people in your life that you just happen to know. Take some time, just five minutes, to listen intently to the people around you. Mecco, 